That was sarcasm. Hurry up. This episode of Getting Tabled is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. That is code GT2305. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 116 of Getting Table with your host, the Bruce, 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 Bruce. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode. Sadly, we don't have Major Socks here, but I'm not going to call him Major today. He's being downgraded again because he hasn't shown up because he is a slime, a filthy slime on the bottom of our shoe. How dare he? He didn't even tell us he wasn't coming until like 30 minutes before because he forgot. That's how little he cares about us. His rank is civil air patrol recruit socks he's a slime that's all he doesn't even get to be civilian socks anymore he's a slime that's all he is also we have george here hello i (laughs) exist (sighs) one day i'm gonna do one of these rants when he doesn't turn up and he's going to listen to it (laughs) (laughs) oh how's uh how's the land under down under it's been good down here um we're actually starting to get warm weather again which is nice kind of gone from freezing cold to actually decent weather fairly quickly we had frost this morning at a high of 72 degrees it's a day ending in why why are you surprised right (laughs) uh we got some news should we talk about some news we probably should talk about some news newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events and we're starting behold. with War Games Atlantic. I was going to say, behold the bathing cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're starting with War Games Atlantic today, who have announced that they have some skeleton cavalry coming. So this is not the first skeletons that we've seen from them. Uh, these are the guys that kind of did like the dead Greek. Like they kind of look like they're from the old, um, uh, what's the old, not Hunt for Sparta, where they're like trying to take on the, the Greek gods and stuff. And Medusa's of the Titans. Nice of the Titans. Thank you. Um, they kind of like look, look like the undead in that. Uh, but we're getting some cavalry for them, which is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, I love a, a, an undead thing. What's not to love about it? There appears to be an actual chariot going with them as well. So we do have pictures here of what the sprue, well, in theory, what the sprue will look like. It kind of just shows us the parts uh, as opposed to the layout. I'm guessing that the layout will be kind of, th- this is probably going to end up being on two different spews, sprues, I reckon. Uh, I would imagine that the horses and some of the parts would be on one sprue and then everything else would be on the other. Because this is 28 mil. There's no way you're fitting all of that on one sprue. Yeah. Um, um, artwork I, is I, really pretty and I love the look of the um, the chariot pieces. Yeah. I, I want to be excited except for the fact that it's just skeletons. I mean, yeah, that's all right. They're good looking skeletons, but it's such a, a classic mainstay of the hobby that it's hard to do anything new with them. Yeah true i mean undead is one of those how do i say this it's one of those classics where like everybody has done them to death um to the point where i think realistically the most excited people are getting for anything undead at the moment is tomb kings which is something that's really old um i really like it when people do something a little bit out of the ordinary and i can't really say that this is something out of the ordinary 
I mean, Greek Undead is kind of, like, it, it has been done, but we haven't seen a lot of this. Well, we have seen a lot of, let's be honest, um, English slash European Undead is usually what most people tend to aim for. Um, oh, Conquest did something a little bit different where they were kind of Greekish as well, but they what well, they didn't quite look Spartan like this does. Yeah, I was going to say also uh, the Egyptian Middle East uh, Undead yes, is, that is also the, the that's big one. probably my favourite. Um, I mean, and it's just so fitting too, you know, with the whole, you know, Egyptian, like, actual history, and then you throw in, like, you know, fantasy undead stuff, like, it, it just, it fits so well, but it's, everyone has done it, and it's been, it's been done, and, yeah. and nothing, no one has come up with anything new and unique. Sure, these guys have, you know, you know, the Greek armor, it looks cool, but it's it's still just skeletons, so. Yeah, that, then that's, that's fine. I find skeletons more interesting than zombies, because zombie miniatures, if anything's been overdone, that's been even more so. I mean, I don't hate zombies. Zombies are fine, but... I um, mean, th there there is a game manufacturer whose entire existence is based on them just doing zombies over and over, which, and over 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 and over. Speaking of which, overnight that company announced that their next range of Zombicide miniatures is going to be deceased, as in the DC undead. So they're doing the DC version of the Marvel zombies. Ooh. Yeah. This, is my, this is my surprised face. Um, the, the only thing I could say is, is what influence to be able to go out and get the Marvel licensing first? Because Marvel licensing, that's... Oh, no, that, they've already had both licenses for a while. But it'd be, and ha but having DC, too, in, in the same house, like, that's yeah. that's impressive. Um, it just makes sense. That's yeah, not actually on the that's not actually on the run sheet. I just mentioned it because you hinted at them, and I'm like, oh, actually, I have something to mention for that. So, <laughs> but anyway, th th their whole existence is based on doing zombies. Anyways, yeah. um, another company that we've uh, talked about in the past, uh, oh, TT Combat. Yeah, so we got a couple of releases from TT Combat this weekend. Uh, the first one I wanted to look at was the, and here I'm going to try and pronounce this, Subaquarius Beasts. Uh, tell me I how wrong I am in the attempt. comments. I, I think that's a pretty good attempt. Um, so this they is look new, amazing. Oh yeah, Th these are new miniatures for the Rashar, um, which is like your your undead monster type things. And I love the witch. I mean, she kind of just looks human, but the way that they've painted her eyes just looks really sinister. Uh, but the creepy, let's be fair, Cthulhu-esque monsters, um, or maybe not Cthulhu-esque. So um, the, the first two that are wearing clothes, um, I, I cannot look at those because of those mouths. You know, the people where they Photoshop the lamprey mouth over the, the finger and it like, that is yep. doing that to me. And it's just, it's making my skin crawl. I, I've looked at them once and that's enough. Ah, you're welcome. Um, the, the word I was looking for was Lovecraft-esque. Like, the, these these sea monsters are very Lovecraft-esque. I mean, to be fair, what monstrosities aren't these days, but... I, I believe the actual word you're looking for is Lovecraftian. True. Um, my favourite in this is... Oh, I don't know if I have a favourite. They're all so good. I mean, the Lamprey ones are, yes, suitably creepy. I, can't, I, I absolutely love the hate those. That they, that they haven't quite finished growing their skin, too, so you can kind of see the muscle through it. I mean, not that yeah. you would have to paint it that way, but it does look like it's sculpted detail. I, I kind of like uh, the mouth in the chest one as well. Yeah. Um, hands down for me, it is the witch, just because that witch looks so good. If you had yeah. another 28 mil game where you needed some sort of witch-type character, I would use this mini. That, that I also want 
want to applaud them for not just doing a stereotypical witch, which is like they've this witch. Hypothetically, this could be a good witch for all its intensive purposes. There's nothing insanely creepy about most of the miniature. It's the way they've painted the eyes that make it look creepy. You could make this out to be a hero. I mean, she's surrounded by monsters, so she's not. But I mean, you, I, don't know. I, I could argue uh, Lady Gladrell from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know, there's a little not when she's like going after the ring, mm. but when she's just like you know her normal self she looks kind of creepy yeah you know and let's be honest you could argue she's probably one of the goodest part of my english there witches ever so yeah uh what's the name of the the the, the white witch in um the wizard of oz i don't know the good witch anyway whatever she, she kind of has she usually has kind of a creepy thing depending on how you look at it as well yeah oh yeah anyway moving on we have the reef rages coming for um the rumble slam i kind of had a um, a lapse of brain there for a minute so we have this giant crustacean that appears to be wearing a hot dog stand. Uh, which that would be is a just, hermit crab. It is a hermit crab, yes. Uh, I, I love that he has like moss and seaweed around him as well. It's like he's been lying at the bottom of the ocean for longer than he should have been. Uh, we got two, well, we got a goldfish looking thing, and I don't know what the other fish is. Well, so that's a clownfish, Nemo's dad. Oh, it is too. I didn't notice the, the, the black on the fins. Yeah, no, you're right. And I don't know what the purple thing is. Um, I'm, it yeah. might be a koi fish, maybe? Possibly. Um, and then you I got a couple a of- uh, sucker one. And a couple and, of mer people. I, I was going to say, for lack of better words, Atlantean type folks. Um, yep. I, I think this is a great, you know, because if you look, it's a hot dog stand, so obviously that's a huge hermit crab. Oh, yeah. And here, here the you know not too long ago, and here not too far in the future, uh, the Jason Momoa uh, Aquaman movies, you know, really opened up the portrayal of not all the undersea creatures are you know white people with gills. Yeah. So uh, I, I I think this is a, a good follow up uh, inspiration from that um, with the clownfish, the hermit crab, um, you know, of course the mer people. You could paint them any kind of color scheme you would like. So I just saw the name of the purple fish. It's called Emo Nemo. <laughs> Emo Nemo. Okay, it's not a phase, Merlin. So it's it's it- it's just a it's just a goth clownfish, basically. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, yes, no, uh, and I love your hot take of diversity isn't a bad thing. That's very hot take there from you. Um, no, I love this set. It looks really good. Uh, and then finally, at least from miniatures standpoint, I mean there there was a few other things, but I kind of pointed the highlights. Uh, Lenore is well. Have a look at the miniature. It's stunning. Um, I really, really like this. It's kind of a very classic mermaid pose too, with the whole paint me like one of your French girls thing going on. Right, but she looks like you know, you know, one of those girls that you know competes in the the pro CrossFit competitions. Yeah, yeah, and she look, yeah, she looks straight out of wrestling, pretty much. Yeah. Um, if this is based on a wrestler, I don't know who. It could be almost anybody. I'm sure somebody is going to tell me in the comments who this is supposed to be, but I. I don't know who it is. Um, wave maker, title turning. Could be Beth Phoenix, maybe. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, gorgeous look. I mean, she has an actual wrestler's outfit. Uh, you, you could, like, following on from what you were saying earlier about how not everybody is white under the water, like, you could paint this up. Like, there's nothing 
stereotypical about this at all you could paint this up to be pretty much whatever you wanted um which i really like i could even see people doing the seaweed doing the hair as seaweed i think that could work um just it depends on how crazy you want to go really yeah i mean the, the thing with a, a mer type person you know as we saw in the the you know and i'm just gonna throw back to it because it did such a good job the aquaman franchise you know there's yeah. virtually just about any color combination you could do for the scales the skin and the hair on that and it would look good yeah and the, and to be fair that movie is far better than most people give it credit for not that we're here to talk about movies but um it's not it's not bad I mean, if if you compare it to the rest of the DC movies, no, it's not that bad. He- that helps. <laughs> if um, you so compare yeah. it to like anything Marvel, it's kind of kind of. I think the thing that helps is that Aquaman is such a hard thing to actually translate well as well. I mean, Aquaman has always been one of those characters that for fans of the character, they have always known how cool he is. But for everybody else, it's always been so stupid. And half the time, the story didn't really help because it was always very off to the side. And I don't know. So the fact that it clearly had some love put behind it, which helped. Anyway, moving on. Uh, On tabletop. He's got a a tuba. (laughs) On tabletop, also known as Beast of War, have been showing off some exclusive looks at the previous for the next Moonstone Kickstarter, which is coming up very, very, very soon now. Uh, it's going to be called The Shades of Moonreach, and basically this is going to be their spin on the undead factions. So we start off with this... I mean, he doesn't look undead, but it's a gnome with a tuba. I mean, he, he's awesome. He's called a terrible musician, so I'm guessing that he's... I mean, either he's horrible or he's really evil with his music. I mean, maybe he plays goth music all the time. I don't know. Emo we, music. Maybe. I mean, he is evil, so it would make sense. He's the tuba player for those uh, the cyberpunk uh, dancers under the the highway overpass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we also uh, have what might be I, 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 the best I'm name just gonna, ever. I'm just going to point out real quick on the tuba player though. They've yeah. done the eyes to where you could just do like a solid white color and just make them look really bulbous and like just absolutely menacing like that. That is true, actually. I really like that idea. Um, we also have. Yeah, I'm just going to zoom in on this guy just to show what you're talking about. We also have the brave Sir Pidge. Uh, when I first I read him. this, I mean, it, it's very clearly Brave Sir Robin, but they've used Pidge so that they don't get sued, obviously. Because uh, it I is a bird him. with teeth. Oh, this guy is amazing. I love this guy. I love him. I want him. Just well, just to can... have him. I, wa- I, I want him. I will definitely play Moonstone with you somehow from a distance. This no, is no, I, awesome. I just want him. I don't I don't care about the game. I just want him. I yeah. love this mini. It is great. Uh, I am definitely getting in on this. Uh, and then last but not least, we have... I forget what the guy's name is. Negroli. Negroli. Which is just a really... It's just very undead not looking thing it's just this is hideous and silly and like all of the stuff that you're kind of used to with moonstone i I really love like they're doing like they're doing like the undead thing but what you were saying earlier about how everybody does it the same this is a very whimsical take on the undead and i'm kind of all here for it because undead is always grimdark yeah do you know what this guy looks like he's from he looks like an undead knight type guy from the disney's hunchback of notre dame you could say that yeah like the way his legs are are sculpted, it looks very similar to the animation that they used for the Hunchback movie. That's true. Um, the first thing that popped into my head was Black Cauldron, uh, which I love, but a lot of people have differing opinions on it. Uh, also, is it just me, or does he not have armor on his legs? He only seems to have armor on his knees and his crotch. 
They look like just tights around the rest of his legs. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it looks like you see some uh, some pantaloons there. The little zigzaggy bit. Yeah, I, I kind of like, if I had him, I kind of want to paint it to look like he's not supposed to be showing that off. <laughs> it's like you do the, like, the love hearts and the pantaloons or something like in the cartoons. <laughs> I mean, it is Moonstone, so you do, you do the silly, right? Uh, I'm guessing yeah, that Negroli is probably a reference to something, but I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, I, c- I could be wrong, but yeah. Anyway, I'm giving credit to Ontario tabletop for this because this is literally their exclusive uh preview and obviously i couldn't not talk about it because it's moonstone i mean look look it's moonstone and they're going back to kicks i'm so so totally in for this kickstarter this time um i've missed out on all of the previous ones i'm definitely not missing out on this one uh moving on Looks we like have posted some stuff to talk about and then he decided not to show up and talk about it no no i put this on the run sheet this morning oh um, okay so this all got previewed over the weekend there's been quite a lot more than i'm looking at here today they had their mini stravaganza uh coming up so this is all coming from that so we have the geonosis on screen here these guys are coming for star wars legion so they are still doing new stuff for star wars legion which is good i mean it does have a very strong a very strong fan base there um the other one that we have here is vader so this is for shatterpoint so we don't have to buy this stupidly expensive terrain set to get vader anymore uh we can get him with his troopers also, also can we talk about how great a pose that is for vader oh it's amazing and i love the cape too the cape looks really cool that's what i'm talking about it's very very dynamic yeah i like it uh we also have the luke preview here so this is straight out of jabba the huts it's the scene where they rescue han let's be fair um it it's really really nice i really like it and then finally at least for what we're looking at here we have the sandman for mcp and i think the sandman might be my favorite thing that i've seen so far um i just think this looks incredible i i think this is probably just you know concept wise like you have the main sandman mini then you have two additional bases of Mm -hmm. sand that he's controlling i think this is like probably one of like creatively 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 Mm -hmm. like an awesome interpretation of a a miniature you know a character and his power ability yeah it makes a lot of sense uh people that have watched the mini stravaganza they may be sitting there going but bruce you were really excited about the the ewoks and they showed off the ewoks why are you not talking about the ewoks uh and the reason that i'm not talking about them or showing the pictures is because basically there's a whole heap of doubles in the boxes and i was very disappointed so i was like you know what i don't care anymore oh yeah i was massively disappointed they just they did a big dump in the middle of the bed with that one as far as i'm concerned like that they basically didn't even try it was quite shameful um there's just like slap bang in the middle of the picture is just a double up of exactly the same miniature and there's two different boxes and both of them do it with different miniatures oh yeah uh that's what i kind of felt like was the highlights from atomic mass games Uh, i don't really feel that there's any weaknesses Uh, i i don't really like the way that they painted luke's face Uh, but um going back to that i want to see an alternate mini for for as we obviously know it's leia right that's leia yeah 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 yeah. i want to see an alternate for that mini you know the whole star wars pose where luke's like this holding the lightsaber you know and she's Mm -hmm. all like clinging off his leg yeah we need her in this armor with han clinging off her leg oh that's a great somebody that's in the 3d printing world needs to get on that right now also while you're there why not put why not put luke in the chains and have leia be the one that's rescuing him i mean i know that's been done but why not and luke in the bikini too yeah Yeah. (laughs) i wasn't gonna go that far but sure why not 
Um, like, honestly, like as far as like I like I said, there's a lot more that was showing off than what I'm showing off here. Uh, for me, I think the best looking of the miniatures is a toss up between Sandman or the Geonosians or Geonosians, uh, however it is. That, they're from they're from Clone Wars. Um, they were, they no, they both were, look really good. They were in the movies too. Were they? Oh, okay, I'm wrong there. Yeah, the the battle droids were like the you know, they're in the big arena fighting all the uh, oh, the yeah. new battle droids. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna get ripped apart in the comments for that, Bruce. Oh, I should have been ripped apart for many things before, and I never have been. Have you heard half <laughs> yeah. of the things that I've said about Simon? Bring it. No, well, no, I, I'm just talking about from the Star Wars fan base. Yeah, Star Wars fans uh, don't like Star Wars anyway. Right. Um, for me, it's the Vader. J- just the pose. The Vader pose does yeah. it so much for me. Um, and the Sandman. That Sandman is just. It's so creative. I think. Yeah, it's it's really really cool. Um, from what I from what I saw in comments, the um, Darth Vader is a mixture of two different comic book panels joined together. The cape is from one and the rest of the pose is from another. But to me, it just looks like a regular Vader pose because he only has like two of them um, because the whole idea is that he's, you know, very limited in the way that he does things now. Uh, but yeah, that's it from the Atomic Mass Games stuff. We need to talk about something really big. And I'm, I'm personally kind of very, really excited for this. Yeah, and I think there's very good reason for I know I was kind of throwing shade at at this off camera um, which and I will get to why I was making those snarky comments but this is a really really big deal so Warhammer and Weta Workshop are doing a collaboration together. Um, the shade that I was throwing is because the video announcing this is basically two and two and a half minutes of every Weta Workshop staff member talking about how great Warhammer is. Uh, it basically feel just it kind of just feels like they're at the knees of Games Workshop saying, "Please, please, please, what's uh, notice me, senpai?" Is what it kind of yeah. like the, an- the so, anime trope is how it felt. But they're yeah, doing so- one sixth scale. Um, sculptures so basically it's going to be well they haven't said exactly what it is but one six scale premium collectibles to me this is statues quite clearly yeah, um, and, and, and this is not me defending them in any way but you know based on the rapid growth and expansion that weta went through doing a a movie trilogy called lord of the rings some uh, yeah. people may not know this you know they expanded you know by leaps and bounds and then the movie series ended and then weta's left with well what do we do now i mean it's a special effects studio in new zealand yeah. It's not like it's, you know, the West Coast of North America or in Europe somewhere. It's in New Zealand. It's remote. So, yes, they get some work, but anything they can get, they probably want. Um, it's not even just so- that. Like, for a company that, that is built around sculpture and mm-hmm. nerd nostalgia, of course they're going to be Warhammer fans. Like, yeah. seriously, how could they not be? It just, like, everything about that makes sense. Also, quite frankly, this is not the first time they've really worked together. They were working together during the Lord of the Rings movies as well for the game because they were, getting, they were getting previews so that they could do the yeah. miniatures. So this yeah, is fair. not the first time they've worked together. It's probably the most significant thing that they've done together for a long while, though. Yeah, the, and, and like I mentioned before we started the show, I, I hope it turns into this, but I would really love to see a, a collaboration of Weta-designed terrain for... Which will never workshop, happen. Which, which would never happen, but just... Oh, no, I can stuff- tell you for a fact that will never 
never happen because so. it, it it's not the way that Games Workshop does business. Yeah, but I uh, you know I would love to see the the Weta skill because you know Tower of Orthanc, Helm's Deep, um, Minas Tirith, you know just the stuff they did there translating that into to war gaming terrain. Yeah, like Weta, take a hint. Um, when it comes to what they're doing, I mean th this video literally shows us nothing. Uh, it's just a hype reel, and I'm not that that's not shade. Like that's all it's supposed to be. This is just a hype reel of basically every staff member talking about why they're excited about working with Games Workshop, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, every staff member has a different thing in their background uh, of different Warhammer art, which makes sense. I mean, they're clearly sitting in front of um, a green screen. And some of them actually show off the miniatures that they've been painting as well. Uh, but we get no actual looks as to what they're going to be working on. I suspect that the backgrounds is probably our hints. Um, but yeah, but 1.6 premium collectibles. Oh no, it does say statues. Sorry, I stand corrected. So yes, this is premium statues. These are going to be like your very expensive nerd statues that you see when you walk into games stores um that are behind the glass cabinets at collectible stores so these are going to be the very very fancy but very expensive statues that everybody will want but only very certain people will buy the sort of things that i've seen a hundred of them that i would love to own in a second and i will never pay for them because i just don't uh -oh. have the money for them yeah like if i had the space for it and the extra funds i'd tell you this right now if they did a Ragnar the black other one. Main, um if they if they did a ragnar black main there's I mean, certain things that would certainly tempt me um yeah not so much Sanguinius, but um, either Dante or Mephiston from the Blood you, Angels what, range would be tempting. You don't want a fancy Thankwell? Not really. Um, ooh, the other one... Ooh, ooh, a Gotrick. Gotrick. Oh, Gotrick will have to happen. There's no way they can't. There's too much money oh to my, be made there. Oh my god. I would, if I didn't have the money, if I didn't have space, I would still buy that because it's Gotrick. Um, obviously, like one of the backgrounds that we see there is the Skull Throne. So I... Well, obviously we're going to be getting something from Corn. Uh, we'll be getting something from each of the corn demons, I suspect. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of where they decide to do it. Here's the one that I suspect that we'll get, is that we will get a sculpture of the Golden Throne with the dead emperor on it. He's not dead. Yes, he is. I, so, so, I'm sorry, just, but he's not alive. Real real, real quick, in, 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 uh, insert here. Uh, in, in the most recent codexes, it, they've actually, the drawings of the Golden Throne with him there, he's actually been shown with more and more flesh like he is regenerated oh, oh okay I, I so stand then. I, 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 I saw this at, you know, it was on a, a twitter feed at like 11 at night and I'm like huh so I went and looked at the images and they're showing him with more flesh which is probably part of the reason why Primarchs are coming back too okay. I there was a comment made I don't remember who was making it um, I was watching a lore video about Necrons and it's like the person was talking about like how slow time works in this game and he's comment was like i've only recently started come to come to the terms of the fact that i probably won't live long enough to find out whether the emperor ever comes back or not and i kind of i was listening to this as like actually that's a very good point we probably will never know the answer to that question it'll probably won't happen until long after we're dead also i would probably argue that's a question that they shouldn't be answering anyway oh absolutely yeah uh, the, the the answer to the question should be here's the emperor mm. and, and that, that's when we'll get the answer is when when they say here's the emperor i that's how they should do it yeah. Um, um I th that being said, I, I'm really interested to see what the what they are turning out with Weta. Just because, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Know. I don't think that we will see answers to that question this year. I suspect that we won't get any answers to that until next year. Quarter quarter two next year, I would say. Yeah. Because if there was something that was 
about to be um, shown, it would have been teased. Um, like this is the announcement of this is happening. Like obviously, there's been enough done where Games Workshop have enough faith that this will be a license worth holding. Um, sorry, worth offering. Um, but I would be surprised if we have anything within the next few months. Yeah. I don't think it'll be till next year. Anyway, moving on. Mantic Games. Yep. So I touched on. I remember when we were talking about this, uh, but during the most recent rule set that was released, they pulled the Twilight Kin off uh, because, quite frankly, they weren't really happy with um, with what had been done with them, and they wanted to completely redo them. So this is them finally reintroducing them. Uh, so this has been twelve to eighteen months in the making, um, and as of yesterday, we are. I think it was yesterday. It might have been the day before. This is very recent. Uh, but the previews have finally gone up. So I want to start with the Void Lurker because oh my god, this thing looks gorgeous. Um, I also want the Gore Drake. So some of these miniatures we have seen before. Uh, for example, the Mind Screech down towards the bottom of this. The, the bottom george that is a miniature that already exists uh but the void lurker is insanely creepy in the way that it's twirled around the um the structure there like that is just all kinds of creepy i love now, that this is probably the I, I i understand that you know like original ideas are getting harder and harder as as we as a society and civilization progress but this mm. is probably the most brilliant mashup i've seen of slanesh eldar and dark elves i have ever seen yeah I mean, this is Dark Elves, basically, yes. Um, th this well, is their, you, well, their version of them. If you if you look up to the main army page at the top of the, the of the the page, um, those three little boats, those totally look like Dark Eldar skimmers from uh, yeah, forty k. And then you know, yes, they have you know, the the Dark Elf look. But then if you look at so, like the Reapers Tormentors, you can't tell me that's not Slanesh. Reapers Torment. Oh yes, no, I agree with you on that one hundred percent. Um, like th this, some of these have been kind of brought in from. From the Night Stalkers range, some of these are brand new. Uh, the Butcher Flesh Reaper is really cool. Like this, it's all very twisted, nightmarish. Oh yeah, stuff basically. The Soul Flayers, Soul Flayers, yes, yep. Which is undead. There seems to be a lot of undead in this episode. Um, ooh, yeah, no, I really like those. I mean, they, they've got a beaky slanesh face. They're ethereal, ghost-like horses, and they're carrying, you know, reapers. And they don't oh, have skeleton faces. Yeah, they have. They have a Z Xenomorph mouth, if anything. Yeah. So I really, really like what they're doing here. Um, I mean, ooh, ooh, the terror. Look at the terror. Yes. That that is Lovecraftian. If anything is Lovecraftian, right there. I, I love the fact that it kind of looks like the um. Ah, uh, what am I looking? Um, the triangle symbol with the eye in the middle of it. Illuminati. Lu it looks like the Illuminati symbol, sort of. The Illuminati symbol on math. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. I really like this. This looks it's good. Gorgeous. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I mean, and, and I'm looking at the prices here, like. Like, these are on par with any other major game out there. Yep. Um, Mantic certainly aren't, like, the cheap powerhouse that they used to be. Uh, but that's because they picked up the sculpts because that's what people wanted. Yeah. The, but the, the only thing that, like, I could see... The Mega Army is literally a full army that you can play with on the table. And it's 165 bucks. It's bargain. It is a bargain. I mean, obviously, you'll end up wanting more stuff, but... Or or you could just do the one-click ultimate bundle for 340 and get everything. Yeah, true. I mean, and it's literally every, at least one of everything. I don't see... You no, know, there, there's like a couple things missing. Yeah, the terror's missing is the main one yeah. I see. Uh, 
but for three hundred and forty bucks, the stuff that you're getting, like that, is an insanely good deal. Like whilst yeah. I'm saying, like they're not as cheap as they used to be, this is extremely cheap. Yeah. Um. And and the only the only miniature that kind of makes me cringe up a little bit is probably mm-hmm. let me let me go back here and look. Well, maybe not even that. I mean, he's huge. I was gonna say the um uh, Lord of Nightmares, but if you look at the uh, three hundred forty dollar army, he looks bigger than the um uh the Flesh Ripper who's twenty. So that's stupid, him, actually, and that's pretty stupid cheap in my opinion for that Flesh Ripper. Yeah, no, yeah, true. Um, I honestly, I think this looks amazing. Uh, and yes, no, you're right. It is, it is quite sizable. Um, and of course, it's it's got that that beak, dead mouth thing going on, which I think is brilliant for a horse. Yeah, my favorite from this reveal, and it, it's not even really close. The Gordrake is my favorite. Honestly, it really is. Um, uh, which one? Uh, that's the yeah, big that dragon was, looking thing. That was pretty cool. Um, it's just, I, it's the most original looking. Let's be fair dragon that i've ever seen okay I'll, I'll give you that um i'm i'm kind of partial to the butcher flesh ripper just because yeah, you know like he's that. got four arms oh but two of the arms end in like horrendous looking biting mouths not hands mm-hmm. yep fresh meat yep yeah it's I really love this. Like, I I don't really think there's much on this that is weak. Um, I mean, the standard troops all look fairly decent. Um, the Void Skiffs is probably the most basic-looking thing, but that's not a bad thing. It's basic in all of the right ways. Um, I think they've really hit this out of the park. The Void Skiffs. That was oh. the boat that you were referring to. Oh, yeah, to. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, everything about this looks really solid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm okay. a big fan of this. A four-pack of hero characters for 50 bucks wait really all the That's... way down at the bottom oh damn that is right? very good value i wonder what they're made from uh so some of them's resins some of them is pvc so yeah. well, i'm just sitting here thinking from you know games workshop and other type games where you know your hero character you know your standalone character you're shelling out 25 to 30 bucks per mm. mini and this yeah. is like 50 bucks for the four pack but even even like because yes one of them is going to be pvc which I'm not a fan of, but even like at that price, it's it's a bargain, and it's worth fighting through the frustrations of PVC for it. Um, yeah. Just be aware that getting rid of those uh, mold lines is going to be frustrating. Um, moving on, uh, Titans Terrain. So this is a Kickstarter. Well, this is the second Kickstarter being run by another YouTube channel. Uh, but this is like this is something that we've seen people try a couple of times. But I think this might be the best version of it that I've ever seen. Which is quite literally, it's the pop-up play type terrain. So this is a pop-up so, comes a table. Yeah. So uh, I saw this this morning and I sent it over. Um, and the one this looks like, and I have to pull up my backer kit because I di- I gave it a buck and they sent me dice. So um, the dollar I sent them, they literally spent more money in dice and postage to send me dice uh, for the for the dollar I sent them. Um, but I, I think it's uh, up- was. Oh, upzone. Uh, upzone. Yeah. Yeah, upzone. So this looks very similar to upzone. Yep. Well, it's very, the concept is the same as upzone. Oh, it's, it's d- yeah, it, it's a direct copy. I don't know which one of them did this first. I know that this is not the first one that these guys have done, mm-hmm. but I, I think upzone did it first. I could be wrong. In saying that, upzone's not the first ones to do it. I, pop-up terrain is not new, um, but I do think that these are the best versions of them that I've seen so far. It is right. worth noting that this is not not something that I would pledge for because it's pretty much only going to be useful for 40k, uh, which I don't play. Yeah, um, but um, that's not a that's not a criticism to this. 
I'm just explaining why I wouldn't buy it personally. So my my like for this one, and I'd have to go, I have to find, see if I can look at them. Um, but the like, so they're they're doing $140 for a 12 tile set that covers a 44 by 60 play space. Yep. So so right off the bat, there one they're um, sticking with the four foot by six foot painting, and up zone's been pulled off of backer kit, so I can't look. Um, maybe I'll look at Kickstarter. Um, but $140 for a four foot by six foot gaming surface. Not terribly bad. Uh, no, but for not at 60, all. 60 bucks more, you get two. Yes, which would be the better way to go. Uh, I would probably argue that this is not the cheapest thing I've ever seen. Like, th th this is fairly exy uh, for what is essentially cardboard terrain. Uh, in saying that, I also recognize that this is probably not the easiest thing uh, to get done in a way that's actually going to hold up. So yeah, they, they did say in their video that um, the prices for their manufacturing did have to go up, but it hasn't all been pushed on to the customer, which I, I yep, yeah, fair enough. Um, that probably means that their original Kickstarter's margins had to have been insane. Um, but look, hey, it is what it is. Um, I really like this concept. Uh, yeah, I would um, love to see something that was a little bit more generic and usable elsewhere. Uh, but in saying that, I understand that 80% market share is where the market is. So that's where you that's where yeah. you shoot your shot. So the, the, the thing that really I think is appealing for this is, you know, if you have a store where you regularly hold tournaments and you got 10 tables going mm -hmm. to drop um this kind of money which let's be honest you know if you have a 40k tournament running that probably means you're moving a lot of you know kits you're moving a lot of supplies you know very often when people show up for tournaments they usually wind up spending you know money on a kit too um i think i'm going to argue against you on this thought how well does terrain get looked after in a store you do not want this as store terrain it will last you know that's that's yeah that's a fair point too i yeah at your at your home is where you want this uh, where you have people that will actually look after it. Um, I would not use this as store to rate. Selling it as store, yes, by all means, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, yeah that's that's probably a fair point. Strike what I said from the record. Yeah, look, I, I completely understand why you said it, because in theory, it's a great idea. But the problem oh. is, is that terrain in stores don't get looked after. It wouldn't survive a week. Everything would be fair. torn within a week. It's it just not going to work. Uh, I really like this. Like, like I said, it's not something that I would put my money towards personally because it doesn't fit anything that I play. Uh, but I really like what they're doing. Well, I... I think there's value there. I'm certainly not going to say it's cheap. You can buy actual terrain for these prices. Like you could put, you could build, like you could buy an MDF six so, by four. Yeah. Like so enough my... table for a six by four with that money. But this is pre-made, pre-built. Well, here's I'm, my I'm next tempted argument. to say pre-painted, even though that's not what it is, but you know what I mean? Um, here's my next argument though. So you get all that MDF terrain, where do you put it, right? Exactly. Yeah. You got to have shelves upon shelves. Look at this, the way they're picturing the boxes. So you even if they double the depth of the boxes, that fix it, you know, on the bookshelf next to your other board games for fairly simply. So yeah, it, it solves what is, let's be fair, the biggest problem with this hobby space. Um, postage is okay. I mean, it's not great. Uh, it's not bad. I would say it's okay. Let's to the USA, here. you're looking at 20 bucks for the core set, 35 for the complete set. In Australia, it's 35 for the complete 90 for the complete set. Um, the complete set pricing to Australia is moronic. Um, 
So, but yeah, from what I've seen for, sh- you know, and, and let's be honest, we're, we're, you're shipping a small box, small box of, of cardboard. That does weigh a bit. But that does seem a bit much for shipping. That and jump, wondering- that jump from 35 to 90 is, th- there's no way. Yeah. Um, they're also saying that if you have dice, you have to pay an extra $5 for increased shipping prices. I mean, they have to be trying to factor in worst case scenario into this. Yeah, they, there is got to be. That, that postage, see, the corset postage feels about right. The Core Plus expansion, for the most part, feels okay. That complete set pricing doesn't make any sense in a lot of those. The US one at, does. Everything say, Canada. Canada does. Canada's okay. The UK is, is... That's a $25 increase from Core Expansion for a complete set for Canada. Mm, yeah, I don't... Yeah, they're I also mean, including VAT and stuff, which is they have to. So good yeah. to see they're actually quoting that because most people don't even bother. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I'm glad we kind of covered it. Yep. Ready to talk uh, some uh, scandals, George? Oh, is this the other Kickstarter? Yeah, this is the other one. So we have covered one particular scandal quite a bit on this channel to the point where we've kind of said, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about it until there's some news. Uh, and this is not news about Mythic, but from everything that seems to be being shown at this point. Uh, so Discourse Miniatures posted this video this time last week. Uh, I know that Discourse Miniatures is not the most popular person out there because they tend to they can tend to concentrate on the downside of the hobby uh, and i'm not being like, like it's just one of the things that they concentrate they're very critical of games workshop which of course brings in a ton of abuse and i do mean abuse discourse gets a lot of abuse um too much i would argue uh this is the same person george that did the revelation on green stuff world that we talked about so this is someone that actually does have yep. a lot of credibility and does actually do their research oh, yeah. um, probably doesn't get the credit that they deserve on it to a large extent so broken anvil miniatures is a company now i've actually brought up all three of their kickstarters that we'll be discussing the biggest one was rivenstone and this is one that got a lot of people very excited uh when was this good couple of years ago uh and it's still yet to be it's been delayed and delayed and delayed at time of recording the last update was in august uh the, the one um the one that they have pinned one oh, of their updates oh, okay. in august um we also have forged which is one that they did very quickly afterwards it was like three to four months afterwards which basically was a whole heap of their 3d printed to write sorry 3d printed miniatures and they basically just said, hey, we're going to release them physically. Here, buy them for your D&D collections. The last update for that was also August. And then finally, for some reason, they also thought it was a great idea to do a miniature set. So this is three Kickstarter campaigns within 12 months. So already sounding a bit like Mythic. Um, basically, the accusation that has been thrown at these guys has been... Basically, somebody from within the company that had left uh, has revealed that there was, assuming that they're telling the truth, a whole heap of layoffs within the company to try to save money. Because basically what happened with Rivenstone, according to this report, is that the funds were mismanaged. Again, sounds a lot like Mythic. And so they launched a second Kickstarter to help get money for the first. And then a third Kickstarter because it still wasn't enough. Um, From basically what the report is saying is that the sudden growth that came from Rivenstone caused them to get bigger offices and hire a whole heap of people essentially before that they were ready and they've kind of spent the money without doing the work that they should have done so mismanagement uh, 
And the accusation is that basically they're on the verge of collapse. Um, the most recent update for Rivenstone, and this is mentioned in the article, is photos of some... Sorry, the video, not the article. Uh, is photos of some pieces that have been... Like, basically, it's supposed to be, hey, look, we are doing it. Look, here it is. But that is not a lot of stuff, realistically, for what they're supposed to have done, given that we're talking a Kickstarter that was done quite some time ago, uh, which is supposed to be for 1,402 backers. And you can't tell me that's anywhere near that. Um, now, granted, yes, this could be works in progress. So, hey, maybe that's okay. But I can completely understand why, even with this evidence of manufacturing, there is concerns. Uh, I, will, I will give them this. This is more than we've seen from Mythic, um, because I'm sorry, it is. Um, in so, regards to the forged one, this was one that was supposed to be like just a quick turnaround. Um, there hasn't really been much from that at all. Um, and from the painting one, the most recent update was them sharing basically a quick update to say, hey, look, we have evidence that we've paid for our bill um, because they are aware that that is of September 9th. This is after that um, video came out. So this particular update here did not happen. So up until just, that point, just just those in real quick too. Um, on the forged, uh, went into the updates from August twenty fifth. If you uh, go into it and look, it also they're in the per process of being acquired by another company. Yes, so. which is interesting to say the least. Um, one of the accusations that's been made is that they were trying to use this to make the company look better than it really was um, to help with this. Now, I'm, I'm saying accusations quite deliberately because although there's been a lot of research that went into this, and I will be sharing the link in the video to the video, so link in the description to the video, the video is only 20 minutes long. I would argue that it's worth your time. I would argue that it's worth watching it. I would argue that it's worth watching, even if you're not a fan of Discourse Miniatures, because this is a story that is starting to happen more and more frequently. Um, from all from all points of view, early on, much like Mythic, there was no real warning signs that this was dangerous um, from a backer perspective. It looked fairly safe. But these sort of things where things are starting to get out of hand and mismanagement is taking over is starting to happen with more frequency. So you might come across some things to watch out for in the future, um, I guess, Tom will tell basically. So, and then real quick, I just did some uh, quick math. Um, and, and they've only raised, you know, we'll call it six hundred twenty thousand. Um, yep. Which, you know, yeah, that's a chunk of money. Which, you know, but over the course of three campaigns, it's certainly not seven that, million. That's not a a huge fulfillment to that needs to be you know, done. So, I mean, yeah, looking at that and looking at the time frame of what all is happening, yeah, something's something is not adding up. Um, yeah. Over there, the the by the third campaign, realistically there probably should have been some red flags at that point um, because like at that point it's like well you're getting a third you haven't even got your stuff out and now you think you need to have a painting line now in regards to the painting one like that is just going to be a, just going to be a flip like they're just ordering paints and then rebranding them that's all that's going to be and that's not a criticism like that's what a lot of people are doing with paints but there's also been a lot of paint lines released recently and I'm sorry but I would argue that there's not enough room 
room in the marketplace for another one. Um, the, yeah, I'm gonna, there, the accusation there. on both of those other Kickstarters was that they were wanting them to really blow up and they needed them to do better money than they did. And so basically they made enough money to fund, but not enough to do everything that was needed, um, yeah. is the accusation that was made. Same with the paint line. I mean, it's done 100000 which is a de- decent amount of money. But reportedly, they were wanting a good, like they were wanting basically Rivenstone all over again, um, at least at minimum. So yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Like it's not mythic. Yeah. Uh, mythic. Like th- this is exactly the accusations that have been thrown at mythic for the last twelve months. But and this is just from backing perspective. There hasn't been a lot of people that's actually like big Kickstarter, like big. Um, YouTubers that's actually gone in on the mythic story. Uh, but this is basically a small version of it, if mm-hmm. if these reports are to be correct. Keeping in mind that all of this that was covered, the research that was done, started because somebody that left the company gave out all this information. Assuming that the information is true and it's not just a smear campaign. Uh, there does appear to be smoke on this. So hopefully it's wrong, especially given that we're looking at a lot of people that'll be upset if it, if it isn't. It's not good to see. Be careful with your money guys don't put much don't put too much into a campaign uh, if you don't necessarily know how reliable it can be indie yep indie also definition independent type slang word jargon one thing i just noticed apparently i have to fix up one of my pledges because i haven't paid for it yet (laughs) i better do that later today all right simon miniatures so this is one i came across I don't remember where it was. It might have been on tabletop talking about it at some point. It might have been somewhere else. I kind of come across this stuff fairly randomly quite frequently. But the guy behind this company used to be Rackham Miniatures. Oh, well, he was somebody that was working for Rackham Miniatures, which was a really big deal just before I got into the hobby and they kind of fell over. Um, These were one of the first companies that was like doing your pre-paints and stuff, but they were really popular with their sculpting and kind of fell over, like just as I was getting to the hobby pretty much. But... The sculpting on this stuff is phenomenal. Uh, this is all 35mm scale, and it's very European horror. I, I'm just going to start with the lichen, because how could you not it looks amazing. love this thing? It looks incredible. Like, seriously, this thing is amazing. There's also the Horned Man, which, again, is phenomenal. Like you were saying earlier that like nobody really does anything new with Undead. I mean, I don't know that this is Undead specifically, but it certainly feels Undead to me. Um, just because of the pose more than anything else. I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but apparently it's yeah. the champion of a cannibal's clan. Okay, so maybe maybe it's not Undead. Like I said, it feels Undead, but that doesn't mean that it is. Um, some are, are of this you, is. Are you talking about the one on the? Are you talking about the one on the very far right? Oh, sorry. Um, the horn man is what it's called on the inside view. Corn, corn, you. Yes. Uh, he's anatomically correct. Oh, yes. I didn't even notice that. Yes, good point. Uh, <laughs> you will. You'll find a few of these that are like that. Uh, because there's a lot. There's a little bit of sword and sorcery in here as well. Uh, I'm going to open up the Scarlet Queen and Sigrid is probably the only one of the naughty ones I'll try to open. Um, so the Scarlet Queen is just. It's it's a horror villain. Let's be fair. That that is what this is. It feels like one of the nuns from um oh, what's the horror game where all the the fog is hiding everything? Silent Hill, no. Silent Hill, thank you. Is it? Oh, it feels like one of the nuns from Silent Hill to me. I mean, it's not a nun, but that oh, this, the, the one of the one of the nurses, sorry, where it's like the psycho nurse covered in blood with a that that's what it reminds me of. Mm. Um, Sigrid is ver- like she looks like she's Sigrid looks like she's straight out of Conan, like just straight out of Conan is how that looks to me. Yeah. Uh, Lilith is 
It's a horrific spider lady. I'm sorry, but what's not to love about that? I look at I mean, this and I look. This is this is what the um uh the goddess of the drow looks like from the descriptions and everything. The spider queen. Yeah, true. Actually, that that's that's a good shout. Um, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen more spider demony stuff from Games Workshop because it would fit into that world very easily. Um, the hell deer is a Wendigo. I'm sorry, but that is what that is. Like, you can't tell me that's not a Wendigo. The Arguably the best, about four or five lines down, I think. Uh, the, the page isn't in English for me, so. Um, you might need to go to the next page. So that's one, oh, there two. It is. I found it. Oh, yeah, that is totally a Wendigo. Yeah, I, I would argue it's the best looking Wendigo I've ever seen. It, it, it is a very good looking one to go. So uh, as we're going through here, we're starting to see different factions emerge. So the cannibalistic barbarians is one of them. Um, and there's demons, which is another one of them. Um, by the way, George, if you go to the, the thing down the bottom, which is the next page button, it will just continue making the page bigger. It yeah. doesn't actually take you to another one. Yeah, I figured that out. So I basically opened mine up until I got to page four. And then I was like, I think I'm going to stop there because we'll be here for hours otherwise. Um... Seriously, there's so many. There's a Lord Death, which is, it feels like the painting. It's it's not the Frank Zappa painting, but not Frank Zappa. What's his name? The sword and sorcery painting guy. Anyway, whatever his name. It kind of feels like that. It's not that, but that's what it feels like. Um, whoever's painting this, by the way, is an evil person because you're just really good and it's just nasty that you can paint that well, at least for the also, painted stuff. Also, his painting just looks nasty too. Yeah, yeah, big time. Like the, uh, the was it the Lord Death one, the one with the horse yeah that that's is, what i was it, yeah it's just disgusting yeah like it, it's good it's well done it's well executed and it looks disgusting because of its execution mm -hmm. it's really gross in, in the best in the best way oh my god so, the cape is, uh the the lord death one two three well second from the last image where you see the backside his cape is just skin oh it is too oh my so disgusting oh that is cool i mean there's grimdark and then there's this like this like, does go further because like 40k doesn't do can ca cannibals not visibly i mean i'm sure that there are cannibals in the world i mean there's I, I definitely gonna, some within chaos yeah i was gonna say the closest thing you get to that is some of the the corn and slanesh type things happening you know even the with the nurgle rot nurgle you, you is can, the only one that even remotely comes close to this level of gore and yeah i mean blood angels are um vampires but they're not quite like they're not quite cannibals they uh, have a thirst the crut are cannibals but you don't really see it uh, this well, is showing you what yeah. they're up to so yeah this stuff is really really gorgeous like the website is it's a french website and that's why most of this is not in a language that you can read george uh but i would argue that this is worth spending the time on uh i just noticed up the top cathbold basically looks like merlin to me yeah it's a second it's basically merlin yeah i found him i would highly recommend taking some time and having a look at this the hurl up the top looks like it's straight out of corn uh it's 35 mil so it might be a little bit too big but I don't think it would, honestly. Um, I, I, if it would be big, it would be only slightly. And th then you could just say that it's a champion of whatever it is yeah, that you're throwing it into. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this, I, I think some of these would be, like, even appropriate size for, like, uh, a demon prince almost. Yeah. At 35 mil. Like the Edsbeth and, and stuff. The um the Hell Deer is on a 60 mil base, so that definitely would fit. Uh, yeah, oh, that Edsbeth is gorgeous. Uh, going down, it's the Sirius 
Ferris Monster Haldir. Some dude riding a Wendigo. Um, looking, looking, looking. I don't see that one. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, there one. it is. There it is. There it is. I found it. Oh, that is cool. Oh, at that point, you just buy this one and you just don't glue it on. Because it's the same thing, but with a rider on top of it. Yeah. Just, just buy this one and then don't glue it on. And then you've got two poses, depending on what you want to do. The guy has a mouth in the middle of his belly. That's his belt, I think. Well, I don't care. You paint it to be an actual mouth because that makes it scary. Maybe it is. Oh, that is so maybe cool. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't a belt. I don't know because if you look at the back, he's got like a bunch of skulls for his butt. Mm. I really, really, really like this stuff. Like it's really twisted. It's it's kind of very. It's very dark. It's a very European horror. It feels really cool. Um, so yeah, that's Simon Miniatures. I would definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, they are from France. So like I said, keep in mind you are looking at a website in a different language. Uh, use Google to translate it if you need to. But otherwise, hobby time. Dream, blue, crying, paint. Have you been out doing anything else other than grinding your floor off? No, no, I have done absolutely no hobby. Um, the only thing I did, actually, I can... Oh, let me reach up. Oh my God, I tighten this too much. Um, so some of my unboxings, the, the close-up quality has gotten better on the, the miniatures uh, after I jerry-rigged a, uh, a 10X macro lens to a mount on my GoPro. Mm -hmm. Well, I caved and just spent the money and I got a 9 that I can just... Um, oh, I don't have it on there this comes off mm -hmm. and so i can just attach on a macro lens without the horrible of, grinding noise oh there's still going to be some noise but it, it's it's a not lot that audiences will know what i'm referring to because i manually cut that out of your video yeah um but it's um it's it's a more stable connection mm -hmm. it's a more you know it's designed connection um and on top of it the the lens that i got it's not a 10x macro it's a 15x macro oh nice so you can have so, it from further back and actually still yeah uh i can actually get a little more uh a little closer better detail nice so yeah um it'd be great for showing off the detail of one of these uh gross disgusting miniatures from friends france <laughs> yeah definitely um i have been like the last couple of weeks honestly more than anything else i have been doing what i've said i was going to do for probably the last two years i'm going through this and making decisions as to what i'm culling so i have been going through and organizing stuff i have gathered all of my marvel stuff and it's all sitting on a shelf at the moment basically ready to, to go to pasture uh the box set of star wars shadow point that i bought like the, the one box because i needed to uh, there was another one i was going to buy and i've i've chosen not to at this stage um, I sold that to a friend. He hasn't actually got it yet. Well, he hasn't paid me for it yet either. Um, basically, I sold that for, honestly, next to nothing. Um, there's something else I sold recently. I can't remember what it was. Oh, some of the Conquest stuff. Uh, I'm clearing that out as well. Basically, because when I bought into Conquest, I bought in big and I bought more than I needed, basically. Um, while I'm in the middle, and I know that you know this, like while I'm in the middle of trying to develop a game of my own, I'm largely not playing other stuff. Yeah. Um, um, and if I sell stuff, hopefully it'll help me. It'll help me fund other things that are a little bit more important. Um, like I'm going to have to upgrade my PC at some point soon. Um, for example, not that I'm not going to be making a lot. I'm selling a lot of this stuff way cheaper than I should be. Uh, sure. Like that sh that Shatterpoint box I sold for thirty bucks, which is just stupid. But yeah. I need to clear my garage out. Uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol is a game that I've been like desperate to play for a long time. 
and I was like, no, you know what? I'm done. And then I got back in and then I was done. And then I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just getting rid of all of it. Um, I, I haven't really priced it at this stage. Like I have, there's like two miniatures out of it that's already gone to a friend. Um, I'm probably going to do the same thing with my Infinity stuff, with the exception of the bikes that I'm using for Entropy City, obviously. But um, I'm, I've already cleared out Super Fantasy Brawl. You know that. Reich Busters is probably going to follow as well, which is another one of their games. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do the smart. Well, I can't say that it's smart, but I, I had a revelation somewhat recently where I realized, like, despite everything that I thought, I very clearly have some ADHD issues. Uh, and the way that it comes out is in my spending when I hyper focus on something and like, no, I yep. need this. Uh, and I have done that so many times because of research on this podcast now where I've like deep dived into something as a, like, this is going to be my next big thing. And it just never went anywhere. I have done that way too much. Um, yeah, keeping I mean, Moonstone because Moonstone I'm going to play. Um, th- I mean, there is stuff that I purchased that I will still play. I still have Conquest. I'm just selling the yeah. stuff that I don't need. Yeah. It, it, to, to me, like that, that's kind of a similar reason. Like, you know, I bought the trees, I bought the custodies, but that's part of the reason why, you know, I've been more on the, the board game kick. Yeah. Well, because, I'm you know, I call some of those too. But it's, you know, like I have this custody army. What if no one's playing custodies? No one wants that. I can't sell that, right? Board game, it's completely different. And also, you know, it's a little more self contained. And because it's a yeah. board game, it's a little more, um, the word, easy to entice. Yeah, because it's not as much work to get somebody into it. Well, it's like, here's a box, here's a rule book. Here, instead of like, well, here you have to buy 10 boxes of this, you have to put together paint, you have to buy a rule book, and then you have to buy a separate rule book that's more specific for what you have on top of the, you know, and, um, um, yeah, I'm most likely clearing out a whole heap of my bot war stuff as well, uh, because I bought stuff. I-, I bought a second army that I was only kind of half interested. Oh, well, no, it's not that I was half interested in it. So, like, oh, well, I'm really enjoying this game. I'll buy another army. And I kind of like, I purchased it to support the guy more so than anything else. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I don't actually want to play with this. Although I'm not playing bot war at the moment at all, but I don't, I just, I don't want a second army for one game. I don't, I've never been a game of the does that is the problem mm-hmm. yeah. so so that it's like 350 dollars of miniatures that i'm clearing out there alone so well, i don't I, I guess i've done this too many times yeah no for sure um you know and, and sometimes you know and socks is you know kind of in the same situation you know you know he, he's got all this legion got all this legion they changed the rules and he got really frustrated and, mm. and he's looking at clearing out some of it and and it sounds like he has a a bit of an agreement with his wife which yeah, you know that's the thing. But uh, he can only have so much stuff, and if he gets something new, he has to get rid of something mm. old. So, you know, and I can see that. To you know, one if you know if you do have the ADHD bug of you know moving on to something new and different. Like I mean, and it's fine too because you know it's what well, yeah, look, it's what's keeping you interested and in, you know entertained in the hobby. Yeah, you know? I think for me the revelation was not, it's not so much like I have a well, I mean it is that I have a problem, but we knowing that problem, it's there. Bruce. Well, yeah, <laughs> knowing that it's there means that I can kind of at least acknowledge that it's there and hopefully use that knowledge. I have been, like, ever since I've realized this the last month and a half, I have been so much better. Like, there's one thing that I've been kind of buying kind of consistently, which is not hobby-related, it's toy-related. But I have killed a credit card. Like, it's just destroyed at this point. It doesn't exist. 
Uh, another one's pretty much most of the world. I have been much, much better because every time I start hyper-focusing on something, I go, oh, no, hang on, I'm doing it again, um, yeah. which isn't to say that I won't fall for it again. I know that I will. I'm not getting medicated. I mean, I haven't been diagnosed either, but it's pretty obvious to me where, where that problem came from. Yeah. My excuse was always that because, and I mentioned this earlier, like we didn't really have a lot of money when I was growing up. We didn't have a lot of money for hobbies. So my excuse as an adult always was, well, it's just because I didn't have these things growing up. And whilst, yes, that's probably true to some extent, uh, the realisation in my 40s is that, oh, wait, but that's not actually the problem. The problem is, is because it's this, and I haven't noticed because it doesn't affect anything else. Because it comes out, in, like, I'll get distracted like anybody else. Um, like back in my homework days, it was a matter of, um, I had to have music playing when I was doing homework because I couldn't concentrate otherwise. Uh, and mum would always yeah. have a go at me because she thought it was distracting me, but that's what I needed to concentrate. Um, yeah. And I interrupt people while they're talking all the time. And But it's never really affected anything else. So I never really, it didn't get picked up because there was no real warning signs. But my, my garage full of crap is the evidence. Anyway, that's that's been, it's it's trying to make some hard decisions, basically. Uh, will this stuff sell all overnight? Well, probably no. In the case of the bot war stuff, it's got a very small audience. And given that I'm reluctant to share in the bot war group that I am selling it, because I already know the reaction that I'll get from the owner, um, <laughs> it won't be nice. Uh, so I'm just going to spend it offered to friends at this stage. There's somebody that's interested, but we'll wait and see. Um, let's move on. Talk nerdy to me. Talking of distractions. And I suspect that what I was just talking about with ADHD stuff has been one of the sources for this as well. There's been a number of times over the last few years where I've had this really, I'm going to call it a really dumb hobby idea. Uh, dumb is the wrong word though. Um, I've had like a really random, stupid hobby idea. And I, I mentioned one to you last week, the Necron one. You may not have seen it. Never mind. I'll get to it. I'll get to it shortly. But it's just like, oh, I've got this really cool idea for, for an army, or at least it's really cool in my head. And it's probably impossible to actually do on a miniature um but i'd really love to try it it's yeah it's where you get like your 40k armies that are like hello kitty inspired and my little pony inspired but that's where these stupid ideas come from and i'm not saying mm -hmm. that they're stupid as i'm not saying that in an insulting manner it's just it's something that doesn't fit it's really random um with my so an, an example of mine that i actually did succeed in um was with my malifaux gremlins every single one of my my gremlins that's painted and that's the thing painted uh is a pop culture reference and they're all random pop culture references most of them don't belong together there's marvel stuff in there there's d stuff there's dc stuff in there there's other mask reference in there um and basically it's like well, what does this remind me of there's a character called lenny uh that i i had a friend sculpt a jason Voorhees mask over the front of because he was kind of wearing like a jet like a boiler suit like jason Voorhees does um and that for a long time became my excuse to just do really dumb stuff um and um, do they do they fit together no but that's also kind of the fun of it i mean the yeah. only thing that ever tied them together was the skin color basically um the most recent really stupid idea that i had and i do think this is a stupid idea and the reason for that is quite simply because i will drive myself insane if i decide to end up doing this i just will it's was a short drive <laughs> 
So my idea for Necrons, right, was it's normally when you paint up Necrons, it's usually it's the metal with the bright glowing green and da 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 da, sure. or it's like uh, it's like it's a different color, but it's a really bright glowing pink or orange or whatever it is. My initial idea was, oh, I should do some pastel ones and make it look like they're really old plastic or something, uh, because that'll just like it'll make the it'll make the 40k fans skin crawl. Uh, and then I had an even worse idea, which was, oh, what if it wasn't glowing? What if it was like the opposite of that? And rather than glowing light, it's like absorbing light. It's like, well, how do you paint no light and not make it look like you haven't just not painted it? Because the center of it is obviously black. But okay, so he just hasn't painted the thing. You need to finish that. So no, that means I have to kind of paint a glowing darkness, which is a really stupid idea. It's possible. Basically, what I would have to do is paint a whole heap of, well, I would have to glaze a whole heap of dark blues and purples to slowly get darker and darker and darker until the very center of it was dark or i would have to try and replicate a black hole or something but i don't think a black hole would actually look very good in a miniature because it's basically a big glowy light filled with blackness this is um, one of the craziest things i've ever heard of bruce i know tell me not to do it it's terrible i will say don't if, do it don't do a, it if you want to do something really insane idea piss people off get yourself a big t tub of the the black 3.0 or whatever the you know the super dark paint that like even if like you don't fill in the detail just by covering it with too much paint. I am not giving I am not giving that guy my money. <laughs> No, no, it's 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 not it's not Amish Kapoor. It's it's a guy that uh, hates Amish Kapoor that did the Black Three Oh, so it's not it's not the horrible guy. Somebody else did it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, he actually he actually specifically prohibits that guy from buying his stuff. And if he ah. finds out that you've bought it and given it to him, he will blacklist you from buying his stuff as well. Ah, like nice. he 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 is on a scale of one to ten, he is a negative six thousand two hundred eighty fan of Amish Kapoor. Ah, fair like, enough. Um, but, the issue yeah. with that would be is that. <sighs> generally speaking, I haven't used 3.0, but I've seen the other versions used, is they just don't work for miniatures very well. They're too... They're, they're, they're too, too th thick and thick. talky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or also, I mean, for the dead center, maybe, but everything else would still have to be something else. So, so my, my, my thought and plan is, and I was going to... Uh, my first attempt at doing this was actually going to be on the, the skink, which, you know, we need to talk about starting that back up because that, I forgot that vi video footage uh, sitting on my hard drive taking up space. But, I didn't uh, even know that you finished yours no 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 no. we i i when you said when socks was like hey i'm not feeling this can we stop i stopped yeah so I, I haven't touched you know so but uh my my my, my thought of one and this this is kind of a stupid idea too because well it's not terribly stupid but th the focus is the mini right your paint yeah. job of the mini then you have your basing but mm -hmm. the base should not be a focus so i want to paint the the actual edge of the base that 3.0 black to just make it stupid black black so oh, that, that is like, that is really clever right? i don't even like, remember I don't even remember what my idea was now. I know I had an idea, but it's been that long. I genuinely no. don't remember what my well, idea was. If you use the Paint Rack app and set up your paint scheme so that you had your contrast. Your oh, no, I remember what it was. Like, I remember what it was. You know, you, you could just pull up the, the list of paints like I have in, in the app and know exactly what you need to do. <laughs> um, no, um... I wouldn't say I'm a victim of stupid ideas, but I'm a victim of, of ideas. Like, part of mm. the reason why I have custodies, well, I discovered that actual chrome paint that kills brain cells the instant you open the bottle with the candy that, you know, well, turns it's the just, chrome into That's why it's perfect color. for you, because you don't have any left to, to destroy. So, so I, I have, and I, you know, I, I've, I've been the um, the responsible homeowner uh, mm -hmm. and uh, have been working on my house and improving its value and, you know, making it nice to continue to live in. So I haven't done any harm 
hobby. So I only have one gold custody right now. But yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're actually going to be shiny gold. Yeah. Um, that that's not true. I I have the emperor. I have an emperor model that'll be the same scale to work as a dreadnought. He's gold too. So my, my thought behind the Necrons started because realistic. So I bought the Indominus. You may remember this. I bought the Indominus ballot box set for ninth edition because I was going to recreate my Blood Angels. And then about oh, two yeah, months, yeah, yeah. about two months after I brought it, I was like, oh, why am I doing this? Because I didn't want to play 40k. Um, and I ended up trading my Space Marines for a Hollyper Terrain, which was a really smart thing to do. I'm very happy that I made that decision. I still had all of the Necrons though. And at the time, I was very reluctant to put them up on the marketplace because anybody that did was hailed with abuse because of the whole, there were scalpers that was, but all of that abuse was trailing into everybody selling it for, for fair prices as well. So I was like, well, I'm going to wait for it to die down. But I've still got it all because that basically, like by the time that happened, like they're all out there and everybody has them. So I still have it all out there with the exception of the bases because I gave the bases away because I couldn't be bothered organizing them when I was doing the Space Marines. I was like, you want them back? And I was like, no, I don't care. I'm not going to use them anyway. And I was like, if I'm not going to sell them, I mean, I could, I could sell the Necrons, but I would be smarter to try to... My, my theory is, is that if, if I keep the Necrons and I slowly start painting them up, I can use those to break up my hobby when doing Entropy City stuff is starting to become too samey as like a, a, a palette cleanser. Um, but if I'm going to do them, I don't want to just do Metal Necrons with Glamour. I want to do something different. I probably am going to do Pastel. It's just a question of what else is around it. Because I like the idea of painting a Pastel Necron. I, think, I actually think that could be fun. Um, and then, yeah, the, the idea of I should really do something with this. Because in theory, like if I paint them, then I can use it for Combat Patrol, which, sure, it's an idea. Here's what you should do that is different from anything else that will not make you insane. Mm. They're they're ancient, you know, robot skeletons, right? Yeah. So they're rusty then. Oh yeah, but that's been done a hundred times too, though. Is it okay? Um, well, and there's tarnished oh, you, paints. You, where, you could where, you, you know, could go like super, super, super rusty, I suppose, where they're basically walking skeletons of dust. Ooh, that's or or oh oh, this. Would... <laughs> Are you going to give me an evil uh -oh. idea that's so good I can't ignore it? I I, I don't know how you would do this um but it, it would be brilliant so do them rusty right mm. do you know how you make them look really rusty no i mean rust but you, you flock every single square millimeter of them with cinnamon oh. <laughs> no that's a terrible idea no it's brilliant because it'll give you that very textured patina look but i could just use a rust paint that <laughs> does that too no no because also too when you're in a tournament with a ham golem who doesn't know how to shower and use deodorant you can just sit there and hold one of your minis and sniff it there's a problem with that i'm never taking a, i'm never taking an army to a 40k tournament ever again it's never happening um don't at me i'm never going to a 40k tournament again and all of you know why we have literally discussed this a hundred times it's where the dice right. rolling joke comes from oh oh um just by I, also, look, I don't enjoy i don't enjoy tournaments anyway that's fair like so like i'll do like a local like store one but like a big massive like adepticon one like i'll, I'll watch Mm. I don't I've, I don't I've enjoyed a couple of Malifaux tournaments yeah. back in the day like when they were still happening on the regular like I went to a couple of them and really enjoyed them because the scene yeah. was very different uh, but I yeah. am I have no time in my life for 
competitive 40k players like yeah. I, and look i'm sorry i'm not insulted like it's it's not you i don't enjoy that scene you're not a problem i don't enjoy it therefore i don't participate i yeah. just want to clear that up because otherwise it sounds like i'm being nasty and that's not the intention of the comment i, I just don't have time in my life for it because i spent two or three years trying desperately to try to find fun in that scene and i just okay. never did bruce i i know what you have to do for the necrons now i, I figured it out oh no Okay, we're we're at a we're at a 1980s AMC DeLorean. It's the 80s, right? And we travel to the future. Yes, and we're. Sh- we're showing a picture of the future where everything is a crazy, wacky, fluorescent color. Oh, I'm doing neon then. You're doing, and it's not like a, ne- a single, you know, like yellow neon, ne- neon yellow Necron. No, like the limbs are different colors. Like there's no pattern or anything. It's all completely random and it's blue, green, purple, yellow, orange, red, like all the neon colors you can get your hand on. And it's like this disgusting, like anal- amalgamation of just neon colors covering these robot skeletons. Okay. Okay. You're welcome to try that idea. I, I, I think that my stupid idea is a smarter one. No, because you're talking about how to do something that doesn't even sound physically like possible in physics, really. I'm just talking about like, you know. But that's going to look horrible. I will hate the. I will. It's not a matter of, I know that you think they're ugly, but I think they're gorgeous. I will hate looking at them. I'm never painting sometimes, something that I won't want to look at. Sometimes that's what you have to do, though, Bruce. Sometimes you have to paint it to where it's just like, look at that night thing. I'm sorry that it's beautifully painted and I would not want to have that in my army I'll look at it every time I played it because it's disgusting looking yeah but it's supposed to be that's what you're that's the concept with this you're trying to make them look disgusting like th- this is to what to be fair uh, with, with speed paints slash contrast paints you could actually do that very easily yeah I wouldn't enjoy the look of it though oh well of the, the bit where their touch would be an issue because you'll get the colors blending but yeah well if you're very you, careful it'll be fine you use the uh, the joints of the model to do that yeah like do it like a dark gray or something around them to separate the horrible pooling or whatever the result is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but no. I, I would not like looking at my own army at that point to the point where I would never put them on a table. They would go in the garbage. And if that's the if that's the point, I may as well put them in the garbage now. It'll happen at some point. Um, it's just a matter like um, I also I do have mini bases coming for them. I just thought it was an interesting yeah. topic of like, what's the strangest hobby inspiration you've ever had? Is it the chrome thing? I mean, that's not really strange though. Uh, ooh. I would have to. So, like, a lot of my ideas are not outlandish. Like, Mm. if anything, you know, as, you know, you've heard from my suggestions for tell them to try this or look at this or, you know, like, even, like, you know, pointing socks in the direction of, like, to correct his scheme a little bit to make it pop a little better. Yeah. Most of my stuff is, like, on par with, you know, the the universe of the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, take your traditional Space Wolves, right? They're that that light blue. What, What were we talking about earlier? it's grim dark it's you know horrible it's like it's a it's an existence you don't want to live in why the hell is that armor light blue so my space wolves they're more akin to 30k you know yes i did paint them blue but i not to say i soaked them in nolan oil but i generously applied nolan oil to gray them up a lot and make them look more of an yeah. actual appropriate tactical color okay you know like you know dulled them down made them made him a gray um my my, prob- uh, my most outlandish hobby is probably what i did for malifaux again um so there was a box that came out that was definitely not alice cooper it definitely was not alice cooper uh this is actually
actually what got me into Malifaux to begin with, because it was a box that had Alice Cooper as the leader. Uh, he was called Mr. Cooper, Mr. Cooper, I think. Um, and basically, was, the was, hmm? was he a failed bas- basketball player? No. Oh, because there's a sitcom called uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and he's a failed uh, professional athlete. Right. No, I'm talking about literally Alice Cooper is in the singer slash no, no, no. rock band. But yeah, but you called him Mr. Cooper, and that's the name of the show is Hanging with Mr. Cooper. So I was asking. Him oh, about- okay, okay, I get you now. Uh, anyway, so the the story of this character basically was that he had this circus that he brought to the town of Malifaux. Um, and then basically what ended up happening by the end of this really weird circus is the parents all left and forgot that they had children. They just left their children at the circus. And then basically he offered all of these, but well, the story ends up being that he, that Mr. Cooper gives all of these children to a demon. Um, so basically what I did is I went, well, that's really screwed up. I'm totally replicating that. And I found all of the children within the Malifaux line and I painted them all up as dead ghosts just so that people would look at them and go, oh. Because there's just something about a like a creepy like the the whole the creepy child thing, which is even worse if it's a dead creepy child. It's just really insanely creepy. Like I'm thinking Freddy Krueger, like the girls that are singing the one, two, Freddy's coming. Like that that's why that is creepy. Because it's 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 just insanely that's probably my most outlandish hobby inspiration I ever had. Um, which was just really messed up. But they were painted um, fairly traditionally at that point. So, uh, so okay. So- so actually, I do have probably my most outlandish um, hobby idea. Um, so uh, what was it the previous edition of 40K? There was like, you know, the stratagems you could take, I think is what it, what they called or whatever, um, mm-hmm. the traits. And, and there was a trait. It was a very odd trait. It was called the lion and the wolf. Oh, okay. And in order to take this trait, you had to feel dark angels and space wolves. And I thought, well, that'd be cool because, you know, at, at the time when I was really following into everything, the the hubbub and buzz was because you know um magnus was back um uh oh what's his face the the nurgle guy uh yeah him yeah he, he was you know like he had been released he wasn't out yet it was just like you know we we had Gilly, Gillyman, you know and it's just like you know they're they're bringing you know primarchs back and it's like you know the, the prospect of the lion and the wolf russ and uh lionel you know we're we're very high and i was just like i want to get the primarchs and have space wolves and dark angels just so i can use this one stratagem because it's it was a very powerful stratagem but it literally involved you fielding two armies as an army and mortarian mortarian yes thank you thank you um and and so far you know we we do have the lion i haven't picked him up yet of course i haven't even i've got some um uh 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 marines that i was going to do as uh dark angels i had the crazy idea of um oh what what are they called the centurions you know the space marines wearing Oh, where he's space marine, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I think I'm the I only think... person on the planet that actually thinks they look fine. I think they look all right, too, but... No, my uh, dear, but I think they're fine. Same, same uh, scale and size. Uh, I was going to use the um, the robot Ambles from Necromunda as a Centurion. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. But then uh, I could never get uh, actual confirmation, and so there's... I only got two. They're still sitting there half-assembled because I could never, like, actually figure out, can Dark Angels take Centurions? So, uh, you'd need to look at the Codex, but I don't 
don't see why they couldn't. In right, theory, they, in theory, they should be able to take anything in the Space Marine box. No, not no. Oh, okay, no, because I actually had the Space Wolves one, and the Space Wolves couldn't take Centurions. So, oh, okay, yeah, and it was, it was like, well, crap. There's the whole cool idea of my army of like, you know, doing this just to have both the prime arcs, use the stratagem, do this, do that, you know, because I had Wolfen. Wolfen are cool, you know. Doing the robot ambles as a Centurion, I thought was a way better idea for a sculpt than an actual Centurion. Yeah. So, um, I, I wouldn't say I've had out any outlandish ideas. I, I don't know. I just thought it was all... an. I just thought it was an interesting. Comic. Yeah. Maybe it was just an excuse for me to talk about my dumb ideas. <laughs> now, I will say this though. Um, there, there's a guy that I uh, uh, I played with um, quite often. Uh, he was he owned the store for for several years before he decided to get out. Oh um, yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, and I I never got to see it in person. But it was I think it was his COVID project. He did a orc speed freak army mm-hmm. based on a video game. Oh, okay. Which one? Can you get? Can you guess the video game? I mean, my theory would be um, Road Rash, but no, no, better than that. Yeah, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So, so, and that falls in line with like the Hell Kitties. Like, I think one of the best ones I saw out there was someone who did a, a Space Marine Prime Minister Army based on the Buzz Light Buzz Light Your Space Rangers. I've seen that, you know? as the, and actually, it looks amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I've it's seen like, that. There's also a Deadpool one out there that looks quite good too. Oh, okay. No, I just remember this. So this, this, this is my most outlandish idea. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna do Kill Team. Yeah. Okay. Sp- speaking of do... speaking of outlandish ideas, Ben has a lot of them for Kill Team. So I was gonna do a Space Marine Kill Team. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you the names of what the 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 members of the Kill Team would be. Okay. Caboose, Donut, Sarge, Simmons. Yep. Red versus blue, or red yep. in that case, but yeah. Well, no, uh, no. I was I, I was gonna have the blue too because uh, who was it? Uh, was it Tucker who had the sniper rifle? Yeah, Tucker. No? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was gonna have blue, but you know, it's just like yeah, I was gonna do a kill team based off of red versus blue. Ben, as in Brother Bear, is in the middle of doing yep. the Dinobots, but for kill team. Nice. So yeah. Um, upcoming events. Upcoming events. I just thought it was probably time to move on. Yeah. Um, Perth Gaming Festival is coming up on the 23rd of September. It's in Perth at the Esplanade Hotel in Fremantle. Uh, Slime Sox's Warhost Official Dystopian Wars Escalation League is still happening. It started on the 6th of September and continues right through till the 15th of November. Uh, it started with 1,000 points and they're increasing by 250 points every two weeks. Uh, this is taking place at Critical Games at St. Petersburg in Florida. So if you're in the area, reach out uh, because Socks will definitely be keen to have people join. They've got quite a decent group building over there, so it's good. Uh, DevCon, not DefCon, DevCon is coming up. This is the Tabletop Game Developers Association. Uh, it's an Australian game developers conference, basically. It's coming up on the 5th of October. It's the day before PAX Australia, which is from the 6th to the 8th of October. Um, that is really close now. Uh, Northern King Con is coming up from the 24th till the 26th of November. That's in Osset, West Yorkshire. £55, which includes a hot lunch on Saturday and Sunday. Um, there, if you've got events, th- somewhere out there, there is an event that somebody was telling me about, and I said, I will try to remember to put it on the um to put it on the on the um run sheet i don't even remember who i was talking to so if you do remember me saying that 
can you please let me know because I've forgotten and I can't find my my message. I, I think I left it in a comment on something and I couldn't find it. So I apologise to whoever it was, but I, I just couldn't remember. Um, thank you as always to those that support us on Patreon. Uh, we want to thank Valhalla Hobby specifically. Uh, Valhalla Hobby is a game store. Uh, they have a huge range. Uh, specifically, like yes, they cover your Warhammer 40,000, your Dungeons and Dragons, your regular card games, but they have a huge passion for the niche side of this community as well, which is why we love working with them, because it's where a lot of our passion comes from. You can find your Bushido, you can find your TT Combats. They are in the process of getting an order from Black Sight Studios. If there is a game on the indie side that you know of and that you haven't found, either they will have it or they will be able to get it for you. Plus, and we've said this a few times as well, their prices are really good. Uh, if you use the code GT2305, you'll get 5% off any order over $100 at ValhallaHobby.com. Where can people find us, George? Oh. Oh, they can find us early access on uh, all video content on www.patreon.com slash getting tabled that is two dollars a month uh it pays for our stuff the website um storage all, all all that stuff yeah um we we've never pocketed any of that money it all goes to keeping this up and running and try to make it as professional as possible um the website that i just mentioned is uh getting facebook where you can find most of the posts and links to said videos and and what not is uh facebook.com slash getting tabled you can find all the video content on youtube.com slash getting tabled uh please like and subscribe all videos that you come across uh it helps us out and you know if you're watching it you might as well subscribe right then you know when we release more stuff um email us things about tournaments like when they are or when conventions are so we don't lose them in comments at getting tabled at gmail.com uh there's a discord uh blah, blah, blah. i guess the invites in the description uh, um, yes, I didn't re realize it was like that. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and X at Getting Tabled because uh, it's X now. It, it's no longer it's no longer formally known as Twitter. It's it's been long enough now. Get with it, folks. Uh, Bruce has a Twitch at www.twitch.tv/jasonthebruce. Uh, Live on Monday nights. Monday nights. Uh, so that's like Sunday. Some random time Monday for me. Morning. So I never watch him. I don't watch him. I will be expanding <laughs> out, but I haven't decided what the other day is yet. Yeah, and then uh, there's a another channel here. I'm gonna let you touch base on that because I remember mentioning it, but I can't remember what it is. Ah, Toy Reel. Uh, Toy Reel is something I've joined up with recently. Uh, this is a, a team based in Australia, touching on action figures, toys, things from our childhood. I've been doing a couple of like video reviews of um, the Beast Box line. I have some stuff coming up for NECA as well. Uh, they do live videos every so often. Um, yeah, really good. If you're into the toy side of the hobby, there's definitely some really passionate stuff to find over there. Um, just mentioning it because, yeah, I'm now part of their team. Well, I think that's it. Thank you, George. I would thank Socks, but he's a filthy slime and he doesn't deserve thanks. Yeah, what is it? Spending time with family. I know, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. I thought I actually said it this way.